Hello, my friends. Welcome to Holy Week. Welcome to Passion Friday, where we celebrate the passion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is going to be episode 40 of The Informed Catholic. And I would like to read the um, scripture passages related to the liturgy of this uh, of the passion of our Lord, the greatest event, the greatest drama, the greatest love story, the greatest romance story in the history of the world. Um, so I like to read first the um, poem. It's a prayer and a poem. Uh, Abroad the regal banners fly. We all can't be in church, as we know, because of this great global pandemic, but we could still, we're still Catholic and we're still called to worship and adore our Savior, Um, especially the greatest gift he gave us, which is his body and blood, which is his life, which to redeem us uh, from sin to save us all. So let's begin. Abroad the the regal banners fly. Let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Abroad the regal banners fly, now shines the cross's mystery. Upon it life did death endure, and yet by death did life procure. Who wounded with a direful spear, did purposely to wash us clear. From stain of sin pour out a flood, a precious water mixed with blood. That which the prophet king of old has in mysteries verse foretold, is now accomplished while we see God ruling the nations from a tree. O lovely and refulgent tree, adorned with purpled majesty, culled from a worthy stock to bear those limbs which sanctified were. Blessed tree whose happy branches bore the wealth that did the world restore, the beam that did the body weigh, which raised up hell's expected prey. Hail, cross of hopes, the most sublime, now this mournful passion time. Improve religious souls in grace, the sins of criminals efface. Blessed Trinity, salvation spring, may every soul thy praise sing to those thou grantest conquest by the holy cross rewards apply amen in the name of the father son and holy spirit so let's begin um, the liturgical readings for passion friday the celebration of the passion of our lord and savior jesus christ opening prayer remember your mercies o lord and with your eternal protection sanctify your servants for whom Christ your Son, by the shedding of his blood, established the paschal mystery, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. And I will read the second prayer. O God, who by the passion of Christ your Son, our Lord, abolished the death inherited from the ancient sin, by every succeeding generation grant that just as being conformed to him who had been born by the law of nature, the image of the man of earth, so by the sanctification of grace we may bear the image of the man of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
The, the reading now is going to be from the prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 52, verse 13, and it goes right into chapter 53, um, down to uh, 12, from 1 to 12. All right. Uh, he himself was wounded for our sins. A reading from the book of the holy prophet Isaiah. See, my servant shall prosper. He should be raised high and greatly exalted. Even as many were amazed at him, so marred was his look beyond human semblance and his appearance beyond that of the sons of man. So shall he startle many nations. Because of him, kings shall stand speechless. For those who have not been told shall see. Those who have not heard shall ponder it. Who would believe what we have heard? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up like a sapling before him, like a shoot from the parched earth. There was in him no stately bearing to make us look at him, nor appearance that would attract us to him. He was spurned and avoided by people, a man of suffering accustomed to infirmity, one of those from whom people hid their faces, spurned, and we held him in no esteem. Yet it was our infirmities that he bore, our sufferings that he endured, while we thought of him as stricken, as one smitten by God and afflicted, but he was pierced for our offenses, crushed for our sins. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. By his stripes we were healed. We had all gone astray like sheep, each following his own way. But the Lord laid upon him the guilt of us all. Though he was harshly treated, he submitted and opened not his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter, or a sheep before the shearers. He was silent and opened not his mouth. Oppressed and condemned, he was taken away. And who would have thought any more of his destiny? When he was cut off from the land of the living and smitten for the sin of his people, a grave was assigned him among the wicked, and a burial place with evildoers. Though he had done no wrong, nor spoken of any falsehood, but the Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity. If he gave his life as an offering for sin, he shall see his descendants in a long life, and the will of the Lord shall be accomplished through him. Because of his affliction, he shall see the light in fullness of days. Through his suffering, my servant shall justify many, and their guilt he shall bear. Therefore I will give him his portion among the great, and he shall divide the spoils with the mighty, because he surrendered himself to death and was counted among the wicked. And he shall take away the sins of many and win pardon for their offenses. 
the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Next will be the responsorial psalm. The responsorial psalm is going to be, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. I will repeat, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Let us begin. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue me. Into your hands I commend my spirit. You will redeem me, O Lord, O faithful God. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. For all my foes, I am an object of reproach, a laughing stock to my neighbors, and a dread to my friends. They who see me abroad flee from me. I am forgotten like the unremembered dead. I am, a, I am like a dish that is broken. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. But my trust is in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. In your hands is my destiny. Rescue me from the clutches of my enemies and my persecutors. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your kindness. Take courage and be stout-hearted, O you who hope in the Lord. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The epistle reading is going to be from the book of Hebrews by, tradition says, St. Paul. So let's begin. It's going to be from Hebrews chapter 4 to verse 14, 16, and then down to uh, five, uh, chapter 5, verse 7 and 9. Jesus learned obedience and became the source of salvation for all who obey him. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brethren, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way yet without sin. Let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. In the days when Christ was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save, to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and when he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. The verse before the gospel from Philippians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Christ became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every other name. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. 
Jesus went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to where there was a garden into which he and his disciples entered. Judas, his betrayer, also knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas, Judas got a band of soldiers and guards from the chief priests and the Pharisees and went there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, knowing everything that was going to happen to him, went out and said to them, Whom are you looking for? They answered him, Jesus the Nazarene. He said to them, I am. Judas, his betrayer, who also was with them, when he had said to them, I am, they turned away and fell to the ground. So he asked them again, Whom are you looking for? They said, Jesus the Nazarene. Jesus answered, I told you that I am. So if you are looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill what he had said. I have not lost any of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave, and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its scabbard. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father gave me? So the band of soldiers, the tribune, and the Jewish guards seized Jesus, bound him, and brought him to Annas first. He was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had counseled the Jews that it was better that one man should die rather than the people. So Peter and his and the other disciple followed Jesus. Now the other disciple was known to the high priest, and he entered the courtyard of the high priest with Jesus. But Peter stood at the gate outside. So the other disciple, the acquaintance of the high priest, went out and spoke to the gatekeeper and brought Peter in. Then the maid, who was the gatekeeper, said to Peter, You are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the guards were standing around a charcoal of fire that they had made because it was cold and were warming themselves. Peter was also standing there keeping warm. The high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I have spoken publicly to the world. I have always taught in a synagogue or in the temple area, where all the Jews gathered, and in secret I have said nothing. Why ask me? Ask those who heard me and what I had said to them. They know what I said. When he had said this, one of the temple guards standing there struck Jesus and said, Is this the way you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing there keeping warm. And they said to him, You are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the one who, whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Didn't I see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it. And immediately the cock crowed. Then they brought Jesus from Caiaphas to the Proratorium. It was morning, and they themselves did not enter the Proratorium, 
in order not to be defiled so that they could eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and said, What charge do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If he were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. At this Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews answered him, We do not have the right to execute anyone, in order that the word of Jesus might be fulfilled, that he, that he said indicating the kind of death he would die. So Pilate went back into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But, but as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, Then you are a king? Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when Pilate had said this, he again went out to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him. But you have a custom that I release one prisoner to you at Passover. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Not this one, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a revolutionary. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him scourged. And the soldiers wove a crown out of thorns and placed it on his head and clothed him in a purple cloak. And then they came to him and said, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him repeatedly. Once more Pilate went out and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you, so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So, the, so Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple cloak, and he said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the guards saw him, they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this statement, he became even more afraid, and went back to the praetorium and said to Jesus, Where are you from? Jesus did not answer him. So Pilate said to him, Do you not speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you, and I have power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, you would have no power over me 
if it had not been given to you from above. For this reason, the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. Consequently, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release him, you are not a friend of Caesar. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and seated him on the judge's bench in the place called the Stone Pavement. In Hebrew, Gabbatha. It was preparation day for Passover, and it was about noon. And he said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had an inscription written and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Now many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Now when the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four shares, a share for each soldier. They also took his tonic, but the tonic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top down. So they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it will be, in order that the passage of Scripture might be fulfilled that says, They divided my garments among them, and for my vestures they cast lots. This is what the soldiers did, standing by the cross of Jesus, where his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Calopus, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. There was a vessel filled with common wine. So they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. 
and bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. Here all kneel and pause for a short time. Now since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of that week was a solemn one, so the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and that they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first, then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs, but one soldier thrust his lance into his side and immediately blood and water flowed out. An eyewitness has testified and his testimony is true. He knows that he is speaking the truth so that you also may come to believe. For this happened so that the scripture's passage might be fulfilled. Not a bone of it will be broken. And again, another passage, passage says, And then they will look upon him whom they have pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, secretly a disciple of Jesus, for the fear of the Jews, asked Pilate if he could remove the body of Jesus, and Pilate permitted it. So he came, took his body. Nicodemus, the one who had first come to him at night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloe, weighing about 100 pounds. They took the body of Jesus and bound it with burial cloth along with the spices according to the Jewish burial custom. Now in the place where he had been crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had yet been buried. So they laid Jesus there because of the Jewish preparation day for the tomb was close by. The Gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So now we could say the profession of faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through whom all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And I look forward to the resurrection of the dead, and life of the world to come. Amen. And now we'll, uh, I'd like to say at least uh, a Hail Mary for all of you out there for uh, who could be suffering from the coronavirus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. I'd like to say a prayer. Also, Hail Mary for the whole church. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. For the Pope, uh, bishops, priests, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. I pray for those uh, catechumens who are, I know a lot of you were hoping to be baptized into the church through this uh, Easter vigil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. And for um, future conversion of souls, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. For the holy souls in purgatory, who are often forgotten these days, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the glory, and the power forever and ever. Amen. Uh, the closing prayer. Almighty, ever-living God, who have restored us to life by the blessed death and resurrection of your, of your Christ, preserving us the work of, our, of your mercy, that by partaking of this mystery, we may have life unceasingly devoted to you through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the second prayer. May abundant blessings, O Lord, we pray, descend upon your people who have honored the death of your Son in the hope of their resurrection. May pardon come, comfort be given, and holy faith increase, and everlasting temptation be made, secure through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God bless everyone, and I'll do the readings for the Easter Vigil. God bless, and have a safe one.